The Brandom Podcast. Welcome to The Brandom Podcast with Brandon Jones. You can find out more about me at Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Or follow the band at BrandonJonesBand.com on Facebook and Instagram. What's Brandom anyway? Ladies and gentlemen, now the host of your show, Brandon Jones. Hey, it's Brandon with The Brandom Podcast. I'm sitting here with some awesome people. Introduce yourselves and explain a little bit about you so they know who the heck is on the microphone. Well, my name is Adam Carlson. I am a goalie slash assistant coach, uh, goalie coach, helper. Um, Gator and uh, Birdie have taken me on to be kind of like an assistant to the assistant coach. Yeah. (laughs) And kind of teaching me um, the ways of coaching through pro hockey and getting me involved on the bench at home games. It's been a a pretty cool experience. Guess in my free time, I like to beat Gator in golf, and um, and go fly fishing all the time. Nice. So it's a little bit about well, me. And we were talking a little bit before we turned on the mic too of how how it's kind of been a blessing because you're able to look at the game in, from a different yeah. point of view. Oh yeah. Instead of having to be out there working, you're able to look at the hockey game in a, in a way that as as a coach dissect yeah. it a little differently. And then you said you're getting back on the ice now, yeah. and it's like oh, it's a little bit slower. It's like yeah. hey, now I, I understand different aspects of this game because i was looking at it from the sideline it like truly makes you understand the details and like the importance of having structure throughout an entire game and as a goaltender um we're not really the quarterback but we see everything yep so being able to understand that and understand what's happening in a breakout on a team's given breakout and how they're attacking you like does a lot especially when the game is just bang bang like we've talked about before like if if you're not focused at one little bit like you're puck's going to be in the back of the net yep. so understanding the routes understanding everything from a coaching standpoint really helps me um mm-hmm. in the game as i'll advance in my career that's awesome and we're sitting next to the assistant coach what's up bud not a lot jeremy gates uh assistant coach for the rush and uh, still waiting for carlson to stop one of my shots in practice <laughs> as well as uh truly beat me in golf so uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. All> right. <laughs> i don't Got think i've shape. ever beat him in golf i was just so, glad to say that. so but the real reason we're here today is we are talking about the event going on this saturday right where it's it's called hops Hops and hockey? Hockey and hops. Oh, hockey yeah. and hops. I knew I had it backwards. I say I knew I'd screwed up. But it's probably because we've been sampling beer here for about five minutes, and some of the stuff is really good. Yeah, this, I mean, this 9.2% is uh, maybe the reason it's hops yeah. and hockey. Yeah. Zemocracy? Is that what we, Zemocracy Beer Company, and this is called the Arlene's Coffee Porter, and it's pretty freaking good. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to add a little more to my Yeah, you beer. should. Yeah, might as well. The only scary part is 9.26% alcohol or something like that. What's a normal Bud Light's like 4 4.2 I think. I don't know. Like yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's real right there. You have one of those good night Jim Cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you take a little nappy afterwards. Yeah, you guys will be tucking oof, me in early. That'll be real. Sure. Well, I've been dying to try this hazy IPA this Ferns in uh Gallivant, so I'm going to open it if you guys want. that baby up. Oh yeah! Get that on the recording. <laughs> That's money. That's so. So the idea is right. They come in this Saturday about five o'clock. Fifty bucks for a ticket. They can sample a lot of different beer. We have a, just a small sampling of the beer that you guys are going to have there Saturday. But not only do they get to sample the beer pregame, but then they get a ticket for the game as well. So that part's pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with the front office, we uh, they do a great job promoting, and they've done a heck of a job this year as far as our promotional nights. And uh, us being down in the hockey operations department, when we hear about events like this, it, it really truly is great for our community and, and great for us because they, they work so hard and they put uh, butts in the stands for us. And uh, not only that, when our team performs well, it just makes this community buzz, and that's what's really been happening this year, and it's been really enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, and the Rush are doing great. I mean, you guys have been from the coaching staff. It must be because he's probably helping. It's maybe be. not stopping the goals, but he's out there helping people. You know, as a team, maybe nice, that's what nice it is. Nice little cheerleader on the bench. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good morale guy. In all seriousness, so Adam's done a great job. He had an injury that required him to to uh, kind of step aside for a long period of time, and when you are a player. I uh, really, really, uh, you know, you, you miss it, and there's a lot of mental drive with that, and Adam's done a great job. Um, anything we've done with uh, community-wise, he's been the first man there. He's been in the office with uh, Coach Scott Burt. We call him Birdie. Um, he's sitting in the office and learning the other side of the desk with us, and, and it's not all about hockey all the time, and that's what uh, he's done a heck of a job. He's been a great hand for us, and not only that, from his goalie standpoint, uh, himself and Danny Vitaccio and Whoever comes in town and hangs out in our office, we have open doors when it comes to our players and staff. So uh, he's been a great addition to us. That's cool. Well, and it's another another big thing about this weekend is you're having Wilderness Night on Friday, and then you guys got this uh, Hockey and Hops on Saturday. But we also have a special guest. You got the Kelly Cup in town as well, right? Oh yeah. And and you guys can't touch it. You can't. You can't. You can barely even look at it. But but as far as fans go, this is huge. This is your guys' Stanley Cup. And you guys have a, an actual possibility of taking this baby home oh, yeah. and, and holding on to it. And so it'll be in town this weekend for the fans to be able to get a picture by it, kind of pre-possibly the rush winning it. Yeah, well, and even I – know, I know fans are going to want to touch it, but if you're a kid out there and you want to win the Kelly Cup someday, it's bad juju to put your paws on it. So yeah. just, just, you know, if, if you're a hockey player and, and you want to win this trophy someday, I don't know, just uh, – yeah. Just take enjoy a little picture. A yeah, enjoy no. it from a distance. Enjoy. Yeah. Don't t- yeah. you don't kind of touch everything. A little selfie. It's yeah. kind of like the, the hot girl in school. You can, you're a little scared to touch her, but maybe just a selfie. <laughs> you don't ruin your chances. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's awesome. So should we? Do, the one thing I've been wanting to try is this Jeremiah Johnson out of Montana. Let's do it. We got to crack this baby open. Oh so. yeah. I just had my first sip of that. What was it? The Gallivant. The yeah. Gallivant. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. hazy. Yeah, it's yeah, real. It's hazy. It's hazy. See, that's the kind of beer where it's like you got to make sure you're you're into drink. That's a, you know what I mean. You're here to you're here to have some. We're here to party. So Jeremiah Johnson Brewing. This is also a hazy IPA, but it's from Montana. I don't know. It must be a different kind of water or something up there. Yeah, Hill Montana like glaciers up there, and then Glacier National Park. I've heard is a good spot up oh, in Montana. Yeah. Beautiful. So when you sample breweries, do you smell it like wine? Have you ever been to like the wine thing? You know, they always they do the glass thing. I don't know. I, I, when it comes to breweries, I just like getting the uh, what do they call those? Usually, the, when you can get five or six of them, there the samplers. Oh, the, sam- the platter is that? Like yeah, a sample it's, platter. It's called a um, shooter. A flight. A flight. A flight. A flight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's somebody smart here. Yeah, yeah. I know. We got a. Uh, you know, we have Brian Gardner sitting in with us. He's our uh, media relations and voice of the rush, and he's so making he's sure that Adam and I. Stay yeah, in line. <laughs> he's making sure Adam and I stay in line as well. So yeah, I'm behind the scenes on this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try this, Jeremiah yeah, Johnson. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Mm. That's not bad. It's not bad. 7.3. I'd put that one just a little bit above. I, th- I think I like it. Wow. Yeah. Nope. I like I love it. 
It's not I bad. Want some more of it. I'm personally not too much of an IPA fan. I don't mind them. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, I can have one with dinner maybe, but I'm not one that's like I'm going to take a six pack home or something and, and polish them off or let's go party with the boys get me an ipa you know no, those are, bud lights are good for that yeah, yeah yeah bud light bush lights like let's go see how many we can pound but but yeah but these are good though one interesting thing i see on this uh can it's brewed with pineapple which gives it kind of that more oh, uh no. kind of the, the oh, zest of yeah. uh i like that fruit that might be it. what it is that's not bad neither one of these i haven't had a bad beer i haven't had a bad beer at all is there such thing as bad beer? No, there really isn't. There's better, and there's not as good, and there's gooder, but there isn't bad beer. There's no such thing as a bad beer. No. That's the random statement of the that's day a right random, there. That's a yeah. random fact. Speaking yeah. of random yeah. facts, tell me a random fact about our hockey league. What's going on there? Ooh, what about what about this Kelly Cup over here? You guys were talking about that. There is... Oh, there's a, a very famous person in town, Scott Burt. His name is on... The Kelly Cup Trophy, three times, three times. Wow. So that's a that's a random fact right there. He's one of how many, uh, Brian? Drop it in to tell you one of five. One of five. <laughs> one of five. In the history of the Kelly Cup, higher head coach Scott Burt is uh, one of five people that have his name on there three times. So that's uh, out of all the years this cup's been around, that is a very cool feat. And and uh, yeah, glad he's on our team. And those three times were th- was that as a player or coach? All of them were as a player. He won it with Idaho twice, 04 and 07, and then his last season in Alaska, which I think was 2011. So the fact that I have all that knowledge just sitting in my head means that I'm spending too much time pouring over these stats lately. Yeah, it's that's good. It's a, a good thing. It's a good thing. Pouring over these stats. Hey. Hey. Pun intended. the hey. <laughs> But he's, um, just, <laughs> he's just smarter than the average bear. Um, which, speaking of bears, I believe Smokey the Bear is going to be coming into town. Maybe he's on Friday. Maybe they can get there a little early. and Well, maybe they can stay a little longer, actually, I should say, and hang out for the hockey and hops. Yeah. Smokey having a couple of brews might be a nice hey, time. Hey, Mike, it'll, you know, you only think? you can you know be slurry. Only you can around the forest fire. You think he's got any good fishing spots in town? I bet he knows all the best yeah, ones. Yeah, I'm going to have to check yeah. with him. Where is your favorite place to go fishing? Um, if I told you, I'd have to, you know, eliminate you. So I know. I can't, I, can't, I can't tell you. There was a secret spot I went to as a kid, and when, when this is over, I'll tell you about yeah. it. I haven't been back in a long time, so it's either been better because nobody's been there fishing yep. it, or all the fish went away. I don't know. It's the honey hole. Yeah, the honey it's hole. It's the little honey I, hole. I got, a, I got a honey hole. I will tell you, it is in town. That's mm. all I'll say. It's in town, and it's unbelievable, and it's my little escape. So, so you like to fly fish? Oh yeah. And I don't know. I've never really fly fished outside of Boy Scouts. We had to yeah. do it in Boy Scouts to get the to get the patch. But, but it. So you like the creek? You probably like hitting yeah. the good spots in the creek, and you go I, up. I like it all. I like uh, hitting Lake Pactola. I I'd stand out. Um, it's not Founders Point. Founders Founders is over here. There's another. It's Veterans Point. Oh. Um, on Lake Pactola, I'll give that one away because a ton of people go there. But yeah. Um, you can kind of walk all the way out onto a point there and just kind of throw one fly out fish and, away, then, huh? and fly fish your way in. And you, you're, you, if you give it time, you'll catch one. I promise yeah. you. It's uh, it's peaceful out there. It's, it's pretty sweet. It's definitely, fishing is not one of my strong suits. I've done a lot of fishing in my life. Yeah. And what I've actually done is a lot of sitting. And, <laughs> a lot of sitting and, and drinking beer. And then, <laughs> and then, like, well, should we try a bobber? You know? <laughs> well, worm? No. Corn? No. Any sort of bait? No. 
Spin cast? Let's do it. The only thing, I, like I said, fly fishing, I don't do. But I see a lot of people out fly fishing, and they seem to be very successful with yeah, it. Yeah, it is. And especially there's a lot of good swells or spots along Rapid Creek that are that are kind of oh, yeah. deep that will uh, apparently a lot of good-sized fish are in. Yeah, well, and deep is where you want to be come wintertime. So yeah. for those, those people who need some fly fishing info. Yeah. Low and slow this time of year. Mm-hmm. Low and slow. Low and slow. Uh, low and slow. As they, uh, yeah, as it gets warmer, they, they'll start bedding and planting, yeah. uh, laying eggs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Spawning. And this is coming from the Minnesota boy. I mean, laying at oh, 10,000 yeah. lakes. Yeah. You know? That's... You know, I, I grew up being a, like a, a bass fisherman and then musky and then like my cousin, who's the best man at my wedding, he's a big time musky guy. I started calling him like, hey man, you should try this trout thing. Like we should get on it. Yeah. And then now, now I'm hooked. And then he talked me into getting a hooked. F- um, fly fishing musky rod. So now we're going to be fly fishing for muskies on lakes in Minnesota. So kind of combining everything fly fishing cool. for musky though adam that 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 sounds like a long fight oh yeah oh yeah i'm here for it okay that's cool <laughs> that's super cool but you, and you assistant coach are from michigan yeah did you guys do any fishing back there heck of a lot of fish you yeah. know where i've never been michigan really i've never been to michigan michigan a <laughs> uh, little fun fact about the great state of michigan we have not only just those giant great lakes around us making us the uh, uh freshwater peninsula one of the only ones in the world mm-hmm. but one of the only ones in the u.s but uh we have over ten thousand lakes as well so huh. i grew up in a town of about three thousand people with a chain of seven lakes that runs through it and my uh, now 94 year old grandfather since i was a child uh always took me out fishing we did a little nice. pan fish from bluegill and Whatever else bit the hook from those nice uh, perch or walleye or whatever we'd be eating, mm-hmm. just like this familiar fish out here. So uh, I always had an issue. Uh, I, had to, I had to learn as a child how to bait my own hook first and catch some heat with that from my grandfather. And then um, <laughs> after that, sometimes with those panfish, they like to swallow that hook and then uh, I'd have to get yep. him to get it out. So. Uh, now that I'm older, I uh, still rely on him to not break my hook, but sometimes when they swallow it, I uh, don't like that little little sound that that makes, so I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, yeah it's not fun. No. Yeah, that's for sure. We, uh, around here, uh, is the only place I've really gone fishing. I, I never fished when I, I lived in Minnesota for a little bit, but I never went fishing there. But it, uh, it always trout around here. And yeah. a lot of guys will take me down to, like, Angostura, and stuff like that and go fishing there but i i never personally had a lot of luck <laughs> like i said i'm not that good at it but uh I'm, I'm good at fishing not good at catching but i watch a lot of people catch fish down there you know it's uh it's definitely an art like, yeah. of, of some sorts and you like honestly at the end of the day you put your time in you'll be rewarded eventually mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing whether you're just throwing a worm out there like something's gonna come by and catch yep, it eventually or, or grab yep. it so well um maybe hopefully well, if well, you're good at guitar. Adam and I can't really play guitar at all. So I actually don't know. I I, I don't know guitar. You don't know one chord. I know one chord. Like I think it's the G chord. Oh yeah. I, I think I know that. That's chord. about all I know too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we, yeah. We, we, we've heard you. Yeah, you're, you're a liar. <laughs> no. But so okay. So let's get back into hockey though. I mean, the Rush are sitting second place, five points behind the leaders, which are Utah Grizzlies. And we were talking earlier. I mean. It, Really, the rush kind of got it right. They they control their own destiny. Right is a thing, and if they can get after it, we've got a good opponent this weekend. Who's coming to town? That's the Atlanta Gladiators. Yeah. Well, you know what? They're not going to be Gladiators this weekend. You know no. what I mean? Sorry for you guys. No, I'm just kidding. But it's going to be a tough matchup. We've got a tough run the rest of the season. But I think we're sitting all right. You guys? Yeah. No, we're we're definitely in the driver's seat. That's for sure. As you said, um, the Gladiators are a good team, but I think. Uh, they're going to have a nice warm welcome to the Mountain Division um, come this weekend. So 
It'll be cool. We're, we're in a good spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now we have five players called up to the AHL, which is testament to the way our players have been playing this year. And uh, we're in, like you said, second place, chasing Utah. Atlanta's coming into town, their first place in their division. It's going to be a great matchup for uh, to see where we're at as far as the league goes. These out-of-division games are more rare during the season. Uh, but then we go right back to work afterwards, uh, the Atlanta series, and we go right to Utah. So we play two first-place teams back-to-back and. You know what? If we uh, have a good weekend against Atlanta, Utah will be playing a first-place team that weekend. So yep, there we go. That's right. Yeah, that's where we want to go. Now, you brought up a good point. A lot of guys, you know, we, sometimes as Rush fans, you have to deal with that, that Black Hills chiropractic adjustment, right? Where guys guys get moved up, moved back down, whatever. Um, how does that, I guess, how should I word this? I mean, you say it's a, it's a good thing, right? Because players are doing good. That's a great thing for them to move up, Right. But it, but it kind of you're like, uh, dang it, you know what I mean? And they're key guys. Does that seem to affect the team much? Uh, I mean, as far as far as uh, the coaching standpoint is, is is there? Yeah, it's twofold. I mean, we want the players here. With that being said, we want the players, any player that puts on a Rush jersey, if they play in the NHL, I think that's not only good for the Rapid City Rush, but our community as well, knowing that they stop through here. So we want players to play in the NHL, and the next step for them is the AHL. So anytime that a player has an opportunity to prove himself and his job and his opportunity, uh, uh, you know, we're cheering for him. With that being said, uh, if they're a big part of our team, and clearly if they have the ability to play in the AHL, anytime that they're here, they are more than welcome. Now, as far as our team goes, it's it's that old cliche, next man up. So mm-hmm. we have a roster, we have a team, everyone understands our structure. We've had, uh, you know, a few roster moves this year, a couple trades, but nothing too crazy, and we have a good locker room uh, where we're, we're, wherever we feel as a coaching staff, uh, the guys have done a great job. So yeah. uh, it, it, there's more opportunity for guys yep. that, that maybe haven't been in a, put in a situation of, of, for players that have been called up. So it's, it's twofold. Yeah, we always want the best players here yeah. all the time, but we also want them to be the most successful with their careers possible, and that's the right thing to do from right. any standpoint. Yep, as just as a human. And and the nice thing is too, you get some fresh legs. These guys that have been watching, they get a time to go show, you know, show what they've got and and that's awesome for the team and for the players. Yeah, well and this this time of year too, you got uh, college season wrapping up. Um, so not only do you have fresh legs, you got fresh young legs and you got guys who are gonna come in and wanna prove themselves whether whether we have some guys come in or not. I mean, it, we're in the ECHL, everything's day to day, like you guys have said. Um, we got four guys who are called up right now. They can come back at any time. So, it, again, that next man up mentality. If we have these college guys come in, they're gonna they're gonna be bright eyed and bushy tailed mm-hmm. and ready to come out and hit and ready to ready to come out they and bang. As we well, say. I don't want to sell Carly Short here. He's had a couple of beers, but we've had five guys called up. Oh, right five. Now. <laughs> oh boy, maybe maybe we should uh, crack another one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we do have one more on the table. We here. got. We gotta uh, crack. We, we, we got, got the crack uh, that baby open. What is the, that? The gold buckle. Gold buckle beer. Here, let's give this guy a whirl. Maybe oh. I can stir up my facts a little more. I don't think I want to put uh, that one in my porter cup. That'd be quite the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Gold buckle. Gold buckle. This is a new one for me. I've never had it before in my life. I've had a couple times. Uh, my band gets to play rodeos and things. And oh, yeah. Obviously with the name, Gold Buckle Beer, there at the rodeos. Well, shout out to the uh, only cowboy in our front office, Jared Reed. He loves his cowboy rodeos. <laughs> He actually participated in the uh, uh, what was that the with the porta potty yeah, race? Yeah, the porta potty race. Yeah, so, I saw that. So I, 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 no, no, <laughs> that was at the uh, the um, stock show at the yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. So uh, what he had to do? He had to spin around ten times, 
ran over to a porter potty, give a guy in a horse his rope, and he had to get dragged across the uh, yep. the floor with his porter potty. <laughs> it's the second time doing it, and uh, the first time was way comical for him. And the second one, he won second place, two hundred bucks, I think, for Jared Reed. Yeah, yeah to, but not to not to sell him short. I got to drop in with this. Uh, the only reason he won his first heat is because the opponent fell out of the top of the porta potty. Uh, yeah, tipped I think over. I've seen that with so, you. Yeah. <laughs> was were these porta potties full? No, they were empty. Wow. I don't think they smelled great, but they were empty. And yeah, this was during the this was at the wow. ranch rodeo during the stock show. If, re- if Reader's in there, it's not smelling very good at all. I don't think. <laughs> uh, yeah, Reader, what's hey, up? Reader, that was Jeremy Gates said that. <laughs> what's up, Reader? You want one? <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, it's cool. So I see that you guys got a good camaraderie with the team. It's it's a. Oh, Sorry, I didn't hey, no, no, to pass no, it on. No, Sorry. no, no. I'm going to hold on to this gold buckle. That's where it's at. When I was a little kid, um, all my buddies rodeoed, and they all had buckles, and I didn't. And so my mom bought me a gold buckle from the store, which I thought was kind of cool, you know. But it's kind of like your guys' Kelly Cup. You know, it's not something you get to buy for yourself. But I also have been blessed with, like, a thicker body. And so, <laughs> and so me and buckles, we don't really get along. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really work for me because I'd have to try to get it above. How do I get it around my belly? It just doesn't work out for me. So that's my experience with gold buckles. That's a brandom fact right there. That's brandom. I like these brandom facts. Well, mm-hmm. the, I know all your podcast listeners know this, but, uh, you know, as a guy that's in uh, entertainment business, watching your band, has, is I can tell that maybe you have uh, that, that body you talk about and you that provides your, your deep voice. That, yeah. that sounds so nice in that microphone. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sound like Chris oh, Stapleton yeah. over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to be. That's what I, When I grow up, that's what I want to be is Chris Stapleton. I think me Truly. too. Me too. That guy's got it. So good. Speaking of music, what's your guys' favorite music? Like if you if you if we walk wow. out to your car and we hit play, what's it gonna be on? Okay, this is like I'm twenty eight years old, born in nineteen ninety four. Old this band is a this band is a little older, but they're they're my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. OAR of a revolution. They are oh, yeah. I've, I've seen them live seven times last Fanboy, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit of a fanboy, right. but, but if like, you know what you like, you I, know. I'm the kind of, like you. You might catch a tear coming down my eye at one of their concerts. I just I love it that much. <laughs> Crazy but, game like, of poker, great song. Exactly. Everyone great can song. sing that one. Oh, um, wow, them like kind of like more alternative, like jazzy kind of thing. Yeah, I like okay. the saxophone, Mount right. Joy, right. um, stuff like that. I do love my country though, but OAR by far top of my list. That's where it's at, huh? We actually had that conversation recently in, oh, yeah. in the office there because it's not always hockey in the office. We no. do we do talk about yeah. life a lot of times. What about you, Coach? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I, um, You know, I I like everything except kind of the screamo or uh, anything like that. But too, too heavy, heavy metal. A little too heavy for yeah. me where, you know, I, I can't understand the words too well. But uh, from country to uh, a little hip hop, there's a lot in between there. I've, I've I like Dave Matthews Band. I try to learn yeah. I've tried to learn guitar the last couple of years here. I've kind of had a, a little bit of a standstill. They have these things called uh, bar chords and yeah, uh, things sure that are, do. <laughs> man, those are tough. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. so I, I struggle with that part of it. But learning uh, guitar from classic rock to uh, everything you can appreciate, uh, the guitar and the music aspect of it, I really like that. But yeah. don't get me wrong, I like uh, you know dancing to some hip hop as well too. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm talking some old school stuff where I grew up, uh, you know, not some far from Snoop? Detroit. Oh, Snoop's know. okay, yeah, yeah, um, you know, Eminem, yeah, oh, yeah. little Travis Scott lately. He's been bumping in my car. Oh, I don't know why, but ASAP like, Rocky, him too. Well, you know, 
<laughs> my issue with music is nowadays is that it's all about the beat, which the beat is yeah. a, ma- a major thing with hip hop, but it's always the same tone when it comes to yeah. the lyrics, and that's yeah. what irritates me. So I'm I'm into like the early thousands into yeah. the '90s hip hop and yeah. Fifty Cent, but the country music I can do that. I, I Yep. The classic rock I like. Uh, Dave Matthews is someone I, I really think is a really good artist. So. OAR, comparable. I'm with you yeah. guys. I'm with you guys. I like all kinds of music. Same thing. I even like heavy rock, but when they start screaming, I my, I like to sing along. Yeah. So yeah. all of a sudden, if I can't sing along, like I've kind of lost my interest, you know? You don't like to scream? No. <laughs> and, uh, and also, as far as for me, like playing country, I'm kind of a rock fan. I like rock more. But no matter what I sing, it comes out country. I don't know if it's just the way I was raised, people I was around, my accent, how it, things come out, the South Dakotan in me, and it, it just it just it sounds that way. So I mean, if I sing a rock a Metallica cover, they're like, "That's a really nice country version of that." <laughs> Dang it, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you look at like major bands that are that are the exact same way, like Zach Brown band. Yeah, like I mean. They they put a Metallica twist to country. Yeah, they you, do. You do the same yep. yourself. So I mean, yeah, we like know. that. Can uh, Adam and I ask you questions about sure. music since uh, yeah. so your podcast? And and I'm mm-hmm. actually curious to get to know you a little bit more. What was your favorite band growing up? When you, that really kind of inspired you in music, or maybe what did inspire you to 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 recognize your ability in music? Because that is a difficult thing. I think I think I I just thought of this the other day. A, a weird turnaround in my life. So there was like middle school. Sawyer Brown was a big band, right? They were they were huge, and they'd been on the scene for a while. I really liked them a lot. Everybody did. They came to town. They came to Rapid City, put on a show, and I couldn't go. I couldn't afford a ticket. It just didn't work out. Like, I couldn't make it to this Sawyer Brown concert. And I remember it being super devastating as a young child. Like, this sucks. Why can't I go? All my friends went. I'm a bigger music fan than they are. That's what was going through my mind, you know? Like, why can't I go? And then ugh, it just sucked. My mom finally took me to a concert. I think it was, uh, I can't remember who it was. It doesn't matter. But it, I love live music. That's I fell in love with it. I'm like, oh, I love it. This is so awesome. Fast forward, I start a band. I start playing. All of a sudden, I get a call one day. Mind you, in my mind, I've never seen Sawyer Brown live. And I get a call. Hey, Brandon, we'd love for you to play Wild Bill Days. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to play Wild Bill Days. Okay, what's so what's going on there? You're going to be opening up for Sawyer Brown. Come on. I'm like, whoa, let's go. And so I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I didn't get to go as a kid, but I got to sit backstage and have a conversation with, you know, the lead singer, the piano player, the guys from Sawyer Brown. I'm like, uh, I'll take that. Probably more. That as a kid, I probably wouldn't have thrown such a big That's, fit. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty awesome. Wow. But it, so it was kind of cool. So as far as that goes, it's hard to beat Garth Brooks, you know, country yeah. stuff. Or, uh, you know, but yeah, but that that was just kind of a... Those kind of music, Alabama, all that stuff, oh, the yeah. Eagles. Oh, the Eagles are great, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got another question. Okay. At what age did you uh, pick up a guitar or learn music at? Um, so I think the first, so like I had had to do middle school choir, and that's okay. where like music really hit a nerve with me, but I was super shy as a kid, so I wouldn't sing in front of anybody. Um, I sang in my bedroom a lot, and uh, I didn't. I think my parents bought me a guitar when I was 17. And kind of started playing it. Uh, I had another acoustic guitar. They bought me an electric guitar. I bought an acoustic in it, and my cousin broke it, so I couldn't use it. And then uh, I barely even, I kind of self-taught. Finally took a few guitar lessons, and then really kind of followed it up with more self-taught stuff. 
and it wasn't until about 10 years ago that I started playing more like real, like, okay, I, I really got to do this. I knew like two songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew uh, A Horse With No Name, which is super easy. Oh, yeah. And then and then like Every Rose Has Its Thorn, also super easy. And then learned Old Red. And I sang Old Red at a singing competition at the Loud American in Sturgis. And and it that's what kind of changed as far as that. I, that song got me farther on into the com- competition and then, Started singing with a band and then it just kind of blew up. Cool, nice. really cool. Well, I got uh, I got a question here. I think this this question is going to be sponsored by uh, <laughs> Lost Cabin Beer. <laughs> just Lost which Cabin Beer, which is what we're what we're tasting right mm-hmm. now. Um, so um, that story you just told, obviously, pretty awesome. But uh, besides that, what was the coolest venue and experience you've had as a musician that Man. you played at? I'd have to say it was probably Wild Bill Days. Uh, the year after we opened for Sawyer Brown, we got to open up for Clint Black, which is another really good band. But it was so busy that year. The weather was just perfect. And uh, it was so, it was like the way they do Wild Bill Days up in Deadwood is they put a stage right by Mustang Sally's. Yeah. yeah. And then you're facing kind of up towards like the Silverado, like up the hill. And it was literally building to building. And as far as the eye could see, people, and that's like the biggest crowd I've ever seen in my life from a stage. And it, it, it I didn't see it. I was backstage. We were getting kind of ready. It was, it's kind of a hustle, hustle kind of a thing. And then all of a sudden, you get up there, and I'm, I'm strumming my guitar, and I kind of looked up and was like, oh, <laughs> oh, you know. And there's people waving at me that I know, and then there's just a sea of people, and I'm like, oh, here we go, boys. You know, you got time. about forty five minutes to like. Send her home. Let's yeah. go. What do you think, Carly? That's like that experience after warm up, and you go out for the uh, the starting lineup, and they have the production and the smoke, and the lights are out. The music's yeah. going. You get that feeling in your yeah, legs, you know. It, your your blood gets pumping. But it's I mean, go like, time. I mean, yeah, it's go time. But I don't think e- even like if you play in the NHL, I know it's eighteen thousand fans in a building. I don't think an NHL or a hockey game could ever amount. Uh, maybe in Michigan, maybe at the Big House. But I don't think a hockey game could ever amount to like what you could have as a musician, and like yeah. and like you did. Like I mean, you you were probably in front of thirty thousand people. Easter. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But I mean, I I bet you it's almost exactly the same. The feelings the same. Yeah. yeah. Because you're like, this is I've worked for so long. This is what, this is the goal. This is what I wanted to do with my life. Healthy butterflies. And here we are. Yeah. yeah here I, I'm doing it. You know, and, and and I play every weekend with the band. Not every, but almost every. Same with hockey. You guys play a lot. And so you get that feeling every time you come out on stage, and it's like, yeah, here we go. This is why I worked my ass off all yeah. week. This is why, yeah. you know, I don't live a normal life like some of my friends do. You know, yeah. they, I'm not, I don't make all the birthday parties, and I don't make all the anniversaries and stuff, but I'm at the game, and I'm doing things that they're probably like, man, I wish I could do that. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Like, to us, that's that's a normal life. Yeah. yeah. Like, Every, like all my buddies back home who work normal jobs are like, "What are you doing today?" I was like, "Well, it's new, and I'm I'm gonna go fishing." Like, <laughs> yeah, what <do> you mean? <laughs> like what? Like what, what do you mean? I was just like, "Well, like we had a hard practice today. We were in the office early, and then we got a good workout in, and now it's time to relax the mind." And it's just like, well, "That's part yep. of work." And it's like, "Yeah, it's a big part of the job, just being able to go out yep. there and be level headed, 
and enjoy yourself. Well, Carly's, Carly's now in the coaching side of things uh, after everyone leaves, and the players go fishing. Now there's a heck of a lot to do afterwards, which he's <laughs> learning about from the goalie standpoint. <laughs> yeah. This is true. But if you ever do want a good fishing lesson, Adam Carlson will take you to his honey hole. He just won't say it on the air. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's a fact. That's fair. And well, if, you, if you find me at the honey hole, just quick conversation, quick hey. And then let me go back to work. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right, so clearing the mind. I have I have a question that I've wondered about music since. Uh, uh, so again, I told you I've, I've tried to learn guitar here for over like a year. I'm kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy it. I bought an Epiphone uh, a while back. I like the starting guitar, everything like that. When did you discover that you could sing? Who recognized you, or was it your parents, or when did you recon- mm-hmm. recognize that you had a good voice for music? Because, I mean, my shower, I sound unbelievable. In my oh, car, yeah. <laughs> I'm unreal. When I'm in front of anyone else, I'm effing awful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so for me, like I said, I was super shy, and so it was really hard for me to sing in front of anybody. I felt like I could sing. Like, I thought I could, but I wasn't sure, and I didn't really care to to ask anybody, you know, but I had friends that would be like, dude, you're, you're a pretty good singer, bud. You know, and I'd be like, Oh sure. You're my friend. You're supposed to say that, you know, that kind of thing. Um, when I sang in that singing competition, I, I remember getting up on stage and just being like, all right, this is your moment. You just gotta see what you got. Just let it all out. If you suck, you suck. Who cares? I'll go home. My family and friends will be there and nobody gives a shit. You know, that's kind of yeah. was my mind, my mentality. So I let it all hang out. And I think that's it changed. There was a part of me that before that I couldn't, I couldn't be serious. If I was class clown my senior year, I like to have fun. I like doing all that stuff. Getting in front of people wasn't scary, but being serious in front of people was super scary. Like, let me sing this love song or let me sing this song and show you true emotion. Oh God, no, I can't do that. And then I was able to get over that and, and share that and sing it. And so. About ten years ago, when I got up on stage and sang that song, that's when it changed. And and then now, I I mean, you know, I don't know. I like singing. People say I'm good at it. I enjoy it. And you know, it's it's a lot of fun to get up and entertain. It's very natural to me. That's so awesome. well, you probably, do a heck of a job. I've seen yeah. you enough. You do well, a thank heck of a job. Yeah. But, and it's probably a lot like hockey. You know, when you guys were younger, you guys probably played on a hockey team that like maybe you kind of stood out. You know what I mean? Like maybe. You as a player, now you're with other people that are like-minded. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like you're, they were the good kids from their school or their group or their team. And so back then, though, you kind of stood up. People were like, dude, you really got a talent here. You really got something, you know. Oh, and, yeah. and so now here you sit, you know, you're playing pro hockey for a living. Well, that that's one of the really cool things about pro hockey, too, is that, like, especially in this league, like this – we have a really cool league, the way this league is structured mm-hmm. um, because there's so much movement. There's a lot of people that get some pretty cool opportunities. Um, I mean, uh, one of our goalies that we have right now, his name is Dylan Kelly. Less than a year ago, he was playing in the Federal Hockey League, which is a league that is two years below, two leagues below us. Mm-hmm. And he worked his tail off, and he was able to get a call up to the SB, which is the league below us. And then he was able to get up to here, and mm-hmm. then he performed really well up here. And he's done such a good job that he's actually – I don't even really want to jinx him, but he's done a really good job. Go look at his stats. You can see his numbers. He was just goalies. Yeah, goalies. <laughs> he was just granted a call up, and in his first call up in the American League, he got a win and a shutout. Nice. And, uh, sorry, not a shutout. Won the game in a shootout, and oh. it's just like he was. He, he was. He was. He was rewarded with that, and yeah. like this league allowed that. Yeah. Which is which is pretty cool when we were talking. He's one of the five guys who's currently called up right now. Yeah. And like he just 
he made something out of nothing, just working hard. Because you got to work hard. So in one year, he was literally four steps from the NHL, and today he's one. Wow. And and luckily we were able to have him on our team, and we witnessed it. We actually got him in a trade. Um, you know, this is the the front office kind of hockey ops department. Mm-hmm. We we had call ups, and we had one goalie on our roster. Actually, they ended up we having zero goalies on our roster. We called up a goalie from the SPHL, and we, yeah. we had to make a move. We had zero goalies going on the road, so when we, we do fly everywhere, which is a nice little perk of the the rush, and you know. Kudos to our ownership. You it's don't find nice. that often in this league. No. Uh, and we uh, needed a goalie. We made a trade for amount of money for a team that had three goalies, and one of them wasn't playing, and that was Dylan Kelly. And wow. we, So we call up a goalie from the SP for the weekend, and we call up Dylan Ke- – or we make a trade for Dylan Kelly, and both of them meet us in uh, Wichita, Kansas. So we go to Wichita, Kansas, and if you know anything about uh, uh, the hockey league or coaching, you go into a game when you have your players and you know nothing who's going to be your goalie. And goalie is probably one of the most important positions, if not the most important position. And uh, Bailey Birkin was the other goalie. He did a heck of a job. Dylan stepped in. He did a heck of a job. And we actually ended up sweeping the weekend when we didn't know what we were going to have. So uh, Dylan Kelly stuck around, and he's done everything he's ever been asked, and he's done more. And that's so... Uh, that's huge. Piggyback on that, good yeah. kudos on him. Yeah. So yeah. you never know. I mean, and he, he played D3 hockey. Wow. And I don't think he had anything more than 11 games played in his D3 hockey career. So, like, kids who are listening to this podcast, like, never say never. Well, Keep shoot, adults listen to this podcast. Yeah. He, this this guy has a career where he just stuck with it. And you never know. If, as long yep. as you have passion, you know yep. what I mean? Yeah. And just like anyone drive. Yeah. Well, and he, have you guys ever seen that movie Underdog about, uh, why can't I think of a football player? Um, now he commentates on the weekends. But... Similar thing, right? He was in college, and nobody was really calling his name. He's trying to get drafted, all that stuff. And next thing you know, um, well, you better open yeah, that yeah, baby. We got, we got a. Can't this, be taking this, this story is sponsored by Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company, Hazy IPA. Let's do it. All right, continue. <laughs> yep. And then, but anyway, it's a really good movie about how he even had to go play arena league, and he's trying to make it to the NFL. Kurt Warner. Yes, Kurt Warner. Thank you. Jeez. Bagging groceries. Yeah, he was bagging groceries, and there was a part in the movie, and I think it's real because they made it a, a real like part of the movie. He's stocking cereal, and it's back in the day when Wheaties had the athlete on there, right? And so he's stocking Wheaties, and he's looking at the box, and another guy stocking shelves goes, what, you think that's going to be you someday? He's like, yep. And then whatever, stocking shelves. Next thing you know, he gets a call to play this arena league, which he doesn't want to go do. And then all, all of a sudden, because he put up such good stats and a team kind of needs a QB, the way that things fall, all of a, and he's he's working hard. He's not letting off the gas. He keeps working, and boom! Next thing you know, he gets his chance and proves it. You know, yeah. and that's there's that's what I think is amazing like about athletes. There's, well, and like in anything, like there's a ton of stories like that. Whether it's small business or like somebody starting their own brewery, like yeah, anything in between. Like I mean. If you got a passion for something, go mm-hmm. for it. Yep. Why not? Because YOLO. <laughs> you know, yeah. you only YOLO. Yolo. <laughs> Let's go back to 2012 <laughs> here, folks. Truth. It's the truth. It's true. It is the like, truth. True. If you're if you're if you don't like your nine to five job and you're having like you don't like it, well, change, man. Yeah. Like, go do go what you want. Do because you'll like never work another right. day in your life. Yeah. I true. I say this about my. I had some great jobs pre band, pre being on the radio. And I loved those jobs. And then opportunity of the band, working hard, trying hard, and pushing us to the next level. 
Now it's like, I don't even feel like I work. I forget that I get paid to do radio and I get paid to go play shows. I am the absolute worst. And you can ask venues. I am the worst of getting done packing up our trailer and leaving. Yeah. And they're like, don't you want to get paid? And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just finishing right. this Jeremiah oh, yeah. Johnson beer. I had yeah. my Black Hills Energy bill at home. I might have to actually take it. I was going to go home. And I'm like, okay, I got to go. Oh, my gosh. I need to get this. Yeah. this is my life now. Yeah. So it is great. It's, it's it is unreal great. when it happens like that. It's just like. Does, money doesn't matter at no. that point, and like, uh, like we we play minor league hockey. Like, we, yeah, we get paid to play, but like, you know, it's, it's what are you doing the summer? You you got yeah. yeah. There's no job in the summer. There's you no be- job in the summer. It's pretty incredible. Like, yep. <laughs> you get you get to focus on yourself, staying healthy, and then working out, and working fishing. <laughs> well, the coaching side of it, there is work in the summer. Yeah. But with that being said. Uh, um, Man, I tell you what, they're, during the season, there's 60-hour weeks, there's 70-hour weeks. There's mm-hmm. you, So a, a typical game day for us as a coaching staff is, is you know, if you're Scott Burt, you're there in between 5.30 and 6.30 in the morning, which he, he has his routine. He gets up, walks his dog, and goes to the rink. I get there at, you know, 7 a.m., no later every day. One thing in, in hockey, especially all sports, if you're one second late in hockey, you're a bad guy. Yeah. Okay, that's you're, true. You're, you're, you're very punctual. Take the box oh, off. If you're your head. late, if you're late, I tell you what. If if there's 25 people around the rink and you're the one that's late, everyone remembers it. I don't know why, yeah. but that's just the rule in hockey. Hey, and talk about structure. There's you structure the in structure. it, and it's yeah. been like that in hockey. And Adam can attest to this. It's been like that since you're probably 15, 16 years old. Oh, yeah. You do not be late. Yeah. I, I'm that way. I coached my son in baseball, and baseball was a big part of me growing up. And that's how I am, and I, and I try to push it into my life, too. So if somebody says, hey, meeting's at 7, okay, I'll, I'm going to see you about 6.45. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 6.50, because what if something happens? Well, I don't want to be late. You were raised well. You were yeah. raised well. And you know what? I lived in a city like Atlanta, and there's traffic up galore there. So I've, I've become a little bit more lenient with like a 10, 15-minute buffer, but we all yep. have cell phones nowadays. So yeah. if, if, if your time's important and your time's important, then what? What's so hard about giving a call and say I'm running ten minutes behind because of traffic? Not yep. a big deal. No. Yep. No. But if exactly. you start getting 20, 30 minutes late without notice, the hockey in me comes out and it's a little bit irritating. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I hundred percent agree. Yep. I mean, there was like nobody in this room was late today. Oops. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 How many times no. did I help you guys yeah. out with the no, yeah, We're just giving you Brian Garner was getting all the beer for us yeah. and yeah. he brought the Kelly Cup he's for us. Yeah. So. He's the reason we're all buzzed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad about it. We got we got one more beer here. Actually, there's two more beers here. What are you what are you doing to us, man? Just trying well, to have fun with friends. We're all friends, riding with Brian know? on our way home. Yeah, it's all <laughs> and the Kelly Cup, I guess. I'm gonna call, <laughs> I'm gonna call my fiance here to come pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I appreciate you guys for swinging by Thank and you. talking. I hope you guys have a great weekend. You got Wilderness Weekend on Friday. Saturday is hockey and hops, and then you also got First Responders Night on Saturday night as well. Fifty bucks for hockey and hops, and it gets you into the game, and you get to sample all the brews. I don't, I don't. I can't think of a better this, thing to do this. this is my weekend. two favorite things: hockey yeah. and beer. Yeah, yeah. throw some wings in there. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you got my strike heart. three. Let's go. That's something my father always says. He goes like, if you get an ice cold beer and get your seat in a hockey game, I don't know that it's much much better than that. You know, hole in no. one maybe. Ooh, one. Well, I already got one, so I don't, I don't know. know I never had a hole in one. <laughs> I thought I did one time. There used to be an executive, not, or not not the executive. There was a golf course in town. It's shut down now. 
And the first hole, it's only about, what, I think it was 110 yards, not not long or whatever. I hit my iron, landed, and it rolled, and I thought it fell in the hole, but all it was was in line with the with the pole. And I, Ended I was up in like, the bunker? And I was all by myself, and I'm like, well, ain't this a bitch? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, I get a whole one, and nobody's going to believe me. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh. I go walking up, and I'm like, oh. I almost relieved it wasn't to hole in one, but I thought, I thought. <laughs> like oh man but no well, well thank you guys for swinging yeah, by thanks. i truly thank appreciate you it. so much i really do truly enjoy i know we talked earlier off the air i really enjoy watching your band play and i, I will see them that. much more from summer nights to stir yeah. just to anything i can uh to watch you and support your band Please you guys do. Are, do a I hell of a job it. apple music it's really nice yes I, I i appreciate that and you're always welcome yeah, thank well, you well thanks for having us it was a pleasure and uh you know all these beers that we've represented here today all fantastic and, yeah uh, you know brian Not a bad beer thanks for bringing that in and uh I'm going to have to call a lift now. Yeah, just about. That's where it's at. Why stop now? Let's go to the bar. Go go rush. Go rush. Here we go. Thank you, guys. The Brandom Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to The Brandom Podcast. You can always subscribe, follow, and please leave some comments. Also, share it on social media. Tag me in the post. Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Got something you just got to share with me? Hit me up on my email, brandon at catradio.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N at K-A-T radio.com. And as always, we're looking for sponsors. Love you. Love you.